fourth bracha of is Birkat Adat. We've actually reached not the fourth bracha only, but a whole new section of Shemar Esrei. Till now, we've been discussing Birkat Shevach, blessings of praise. We now come to the heart, the core of the Shemar Esrei, the 13 Birkat of requests. As I quoted in the first shiur of the series, Ein Tefillah Ela Tachanunim. The heart, the core meaning of Tefillah is Tachanunim, beseeching. Making requests. Chazal have categorized human needs into 13 categories. One of the things that we're interested in as an overview when we read the whole list is understanding what Chazal considered to be basic human needs. Because those are the 13 categories which are going to be um, uh, mentioned, which are going to be requested in the 13 middle Bechot Hashemesh. The first one is Da'at. Even translating the word that is is problematic. It doesn't mean knowledge. It might mean intelligence or wisdom. Usually, chokhmah is translated as wisdom. Bina is translated as intelligence. That is translated very often as knowledge. We can ask for all those things: chokhmah, bina, dat, haskel, the different words that are used in the bracha. But the the bracha begins and ends with the word that. I think that should be translated more as intelligence or wisdom than as knowledge, and we'll we'll see this as we go on. But this is the first thing we ask for. Why is it the first thing? Uh, there are a number of possibilities, and there are different places, in, even in Chazal, where the question of the order of the Bachot is is mentioned. Uh, for instance, the Yushalmi in Bachot says, the reason why Dad comes first isn't because it's the most important, but because it's necessary for davening. It's not not maybe that necessary for life, but it's necessary for davening. In da'at ayin, tfilaminayin. How can you daven if you don't have understanding? I just thought of the proper way to translate the word da'at, understanding. Uh, which of course does mean that it's very, very important. If you can't daven without understanding, you can't do anything without understanding. Yes, it's, okay, it is very important. Uh, we find many places in, 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 in Chazal, not necessarily in the connection with tfilah, which emphasize the the super importance, the primacy of Da'at for for human beings. Um, just to mention a uh, one example and a, a truly interesting one. Uh, the Gemara says in the Da'im, Da'at Memalef, it's talking about to define the term Chosel Kol. Part of the Tochacha, uh, the curses in the Torah, it says you'll be bechosel called. What is bechosel called with lacking everything, total, total poverty? And the Gemara makes the suggestion that uh, it means dot. Abayah says it means dot, and it quotes a saying from Ma'arava from Eretz Yisrael: "Dahabe kulabe, the dabe mabe." He who has Da, he who has wisdom, he who has an understanding, has everything. He who does not have understanding, what does he have? Um, so for whatever the reason is, this is the first thing that we're going to request. And we want to understand what the language of the Bacha teaches us and tells us about that in general, and specifically about what that is that we are requesting. What is most noticeable about this bracha is the verb. 
It begins, Ata honen la'adam da'at. I'm not looking at English translation now, but I'm willing to guess it says, You have granted man understanding. Chonen is being used as a synonym for noten, forgiving. And in, in fact, it's repeated in the actual request as well. Chonenu me'itcha de'a binar v'haskel. Grant us from yourself understanding, intelligence, and, and wisdom. And what's most indicative of all, the Khatima, the conclusion of the Baruch Baruch HaTashem, Chonen Hadat. Now, this is the most unusual verb. If it's merely a synonym for noten, forgiving, granting, then no other bracha has this verb. It, no other phrase in, in, in rabbinic literature has this verb in connection with some other good. We don't speak of God as being Chonein Parnasa or Chonein Geshem or Chonein Kesef or Chonein Binyan Yerushalayim or Chonein Slicha or Chonein anything else. God gives. We don't find the verb Chonein used in connection with other objects. In fact, although the verb Chonein is found very often in Tanakh, we don't find it even in connection with Da'at in Tanakh. And as I pointed out, the language of Tefillah is taken from the language of Tanakh. But there is no place in Tanakh where it says that God is Chonein Da'at, or anyone is Chonein Da'at. Now, the language of this Bachat does in fact suggest a Pasuk, as the Rishon already pointed out, Abu Jaham and Rudu Rebiyaka, they say that you find an obvious parallel to this language in the Pasuk in Tehillim, Perek Tzadi Dalid, Hamalameid Adam Da'at. And we say, Tachonein Adam Da'at. There's no question that that Pasuk is the source text for the language of the Shemun essay. But it's, it's clear that Chazal deliberately, if that's true, then Chazal deliberately changed the language from Atah Milameid La'adam Da'at to Atah Chonein La'adam Da'at. You say maybe they didn't like for some strange reason the verb Milameid. Can't be. The very next phrase preserves the verb Milameid. Umlameid Le'enosh Bina. So they actually took the Pasuk and transferred the verb to the next line and supplanted it with the verb Chonein. That forces us to really focus on the word Chonein. In other words, here, even though the Bacha is based on a Pasuk, Chazal deliberately introduced a new term because apparently they thought that this term has a special meaning. Otherwise, if it's just a synonym for giving, granting, or teaching, they would have said, Amal Ameid Adam Dat. They said Chonein and not because they really want to use this verb. If we have to understand what the verb means. If we look in the numerous times that Chonein appears in the Torah and Rim, we'll find an interesting phenomenon. In fact, in 99% of the cases, the verb Chonein doesn't bear any direct object at all. The most famous example is the Pasuk we all know by heart from Birkat Kohanim. 
יאר השם פניו אליך ויחונקה. God's countenance will, will cast light upon you. V'yichuneka, and he will be chonein you. doesn't say with what. It's just v'yichuneka. And there are numerous other examples of that. Yosef said to Binyamin, Elokim yochnecha b'ni, God should be chonein you. And we say in Tillim, very often, Aneini Hashem v'choneini. Answer me and chonein me. There is no direct object. And as I pointed out, including not a single case of chonein dat. But it's more than just that there's no chonein dat in the Torah. There's no chonein anything in the Torah. It's just chonenu. Why did Chazal connect chonein to Da'at. I think the answer can be found in one word that's added to this bracha and also appears in no other bracha. When we request of God Da'at, we say, Choneinu me'ittecha de'abina v'haskel. Grant us from yourself, from within yourself, now, we, we could say this about anything else as well. We could say, Grant us me'itcha slicha. Grant us me'itcha rifu'ah. Grant us me'itcha parnasa. But we don't. The only thing where we say to God, give it from yourself, is, uh, is that. And this tells us that there's something essentially different about the granting of wisdom from the granting of all other human goods. And I think the explanation is as follows. Other things, God creates and then gives us. If we want panas, if we want human welfare, so in the language of the Bacha, which was a language which is basically agricultural, so God creates rain and gives us rain. God creates the earth and tells the earth to give us its its blessings. These are goods. Goods are created and then God gives them to us. And this is true for for more abstract things as well. Yeshua, Vigula, Binyan Yerushalayim. God creates object A, B, and C, and D and arranges it in such a way that we get them, or we get the benefits of them. Understanding, wisdom, that, isn't a created thing. It's a shared thing. God doesn't grant us wisdom. He shares wisdom with us. Or, to be closer to what the past, to what Ibrach is saying, he shares himself with us and it's expressed in wisdom. Let us share in Kaviyochal. Let us share in yourself, in that which is part of you. Let us share in God's wisdom. And the reason is because in the in the views in the in the eyes of Chazal, all wisdom is the all true wisdom is divine wisdom. The commonly heard distinction 
among people who are being unnecessarily modest and improperly religious or devout, that human wisdom cannot grasp divine wisdom. And divine wisdom and human wisdom are two different things. Obviously, to the detriment of human wisdom, is antithetical to the basic assumption of Chazal. That human understanding is the ability of human beings to understand God, to share in God's wisdom. This is obviously true in Judaism, because what is the Torah? Like the definition of Torah is Chokhmah Elokit, the wisdom of God. And human beings can understand it to some extent. They share in, by learning Torah, you share in God's wisdom. But it's true of all wisdom as well, not merely Torah. Truth is God. To understand truth is to know God. So if we appeal to God to help us have understanding, we're not asking Him to give us something. We're asking Him to share something with us. And that, I think, is the meaning of the word chonein in general. What does it mean, Ya'er Hashem panavelecha v'chunecha? What does it mean, Ya'er Hashem panavelecha? God should shine His countenance upon you. What does that mean? If, if in human terms, if person A shared uh, shined his countenance on another person. La'ir panim. La'ir panim, even in modern Hebrew, means to smile. It means to to show a positive attitude towards someone. The word panim in, in biblical Hebrew is understood to be the window to the innards of a person. A person's personality shines through his face. And la'ir panim is to, is to, is to grant oneself to somebody else. God should shine His countenance upon us. He should, he should view us favorably. He should include us in His light. He should shower, shower blessings, meaning not give us things, but, but, but even before He gives us things. The result might be that we'll get things. But the actual shining of the countenance means that God gives Himself. It means a direct connection with the blessing of God. That's what Bichoneka means as well. Bichoneka he should show chen to you. He should, he should grant you of himself. And of course, there's going to be a result. If God shares himself with us, there will be, there will be results. But, but, very often, it's not important to know what. However, in this particular bracha, the bracha says, if God is chonein otcha, how will it be expressed? The answer is, bidat. If there is chanina, if there is grace, I'm using the word which very often appears in the translation of Hanina, for lack of any other word. But if God's grace is showered upon us, then how will that be expressed? De'a bina v'haskel. Or chokhmah bina v'dat, if you dab in the sukhsa. It's the same thing. There might be people, there might be other religions that think that if God showers you with grace, it'll be expressed in Feelings or mystic uh, experiences or some other means of expression. In Judaism, if God showers grace upon you, it's expressed in understanding, in intellect. Because that is the basis for God's presence in a human being. There's an interesting medrash, medrash Rabban Bamidbar, on this pasuk of Bukat Konim, Yer Hashem Panavelecha the Medrash asks, Bema? In what? 
In other words, Medrash asked the question, which I just said shouldn't be asked, but of course it does be, it has to be asked. In other words, like, what are the practical results? If God is v'yichuneka, but what will come of it? And it gives a whole long list of answers. Many of which, most of which, the majority of which are actually connected to that. And then the Medrash says, chanunim af How do we know that they are uh, graced even with understanding and intelligence? As it says, v'yichuneka. Doesn't tell us anything yet. That's what the pasuk says. But what does it mean? Kama, and then the, then the Medrash brings a, a proof that vichuneka means deaubina kamada matzlinan as we daven atachonein adam datu v'leib menosh bina. It's incredible. The, the the normal order should be you understand something in davening, find the pasuk to explain. That's what I plan to do with the rest of this series. Here the Medrash says, how do I understand this pasuk? Look in davening. How can davening tell us what the meaning of a pasuk is? But I think the answer is that that. It's not the meaning of the word Bihuneka. Bihuneka doesn't mean to give one to give one intelligence. Bihuneka means to give one of himself. Now I have to understand what what will come of that. So the answer is yes, they Aubina. That's why we ask. It brings the proof, not the proof, but it, it, it expresses the experience of that when there is Khanina, there will be, as a necessary consequence, Deyaubina. If you didn't know that Khanina means that the 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 the, the tefillah would not convince you, but that's the point. Chanina doesn't have a direct object. Chanina is the actual essence of sharing God with human beings, to be enlightened in the light of God, and that's clear to Chazal that that's the same thing as saying understanding, intelligence, and wisdom. This defines a essential difference between Chonein Hadat or Chonein Me'it Chadiyah Ben Askel, the request for knowledge, and the request for anything else. Everything else God takes out of His pocket and gives us. That God opens Himself to us and shares Himself with us. As is well known, the Rambam defines Tzelem Elohim as intelligence. Now, it's true, I gave a different definition two weeks ago. But it's fine. And what the Rambam is saying is still true. The intelligence, human intelligence, is the divine essence. Human intelligence is the ability to, to share in God's wisdom. And therefore, the Rambam can say that it's Tzelem Elohim. Ramban, who very often disagrees with the Ramam about questions concerning the place of intelligence in religious life, but he agrees that wisdom is the wisdom of God. There's a command of From the day that the temple was destroyed, prophecy was taken from the prophets and given to the wise men. The word says, Atu chacham lav navihu? Is not a chacham a prophet? The word explains, Before the Churban Abayit, uh, prophecy was held by prophets and wise men. When the temple was destroyed, prophecy was taken from the prophets 
and left by the Chachamim. The question is obvious. What do you mean prophecy was taken from prophets and left by Chachamim? Prophets prophesy. If, if you don't, if, if you're not a prophet, then you're not prophesying. What does it mean that there are two different classes, both of whom have prophecy, one class called prophets, one class called Chachamim? Uh, so Rashi claims that uh, there, there are two classes, there are, chachami, there are prophets who are Chachamim and prophets who are not Chachamim. The Ramban says, there's no such thing. How can you have a prophet who is not wise? Wisdom is one of the prerequisites for prophecy, claims the Ramban. And therefore the Ramban explains as follows. Since the temple was destroyed, the prophecy of the prophets, which is a certain kind, of, not a kind of person, but a kind of prophecy, the prophecy of visions and dreams, that has been taken away. But the prophecy of wise people, which is in the form of wisdom, has not been taken away. The wise people continue to know the truth with the divine spirit that is in with them. Now, the Ramban is saying there are two different kinds of prophecy. One prophecy is in visions. You see things in the night, you see things in your dreams. And the other kind of prophecy, or as he says later on, the divine spirit which is in their midst is called, is called regular wisdom. But you should know that wisdom is not the operation of neurons in your brain. It's a form of prophecy. It's Ruach HaKodesh Shabir Kirbam. All Chokhmah, all wisdom, says the Ramban, is a form of divine inspiration, a form of divine spirit, a form of prophecy. It's just a different shape. It's a different form. It's not the visionary form, it's the intelligent form. But it's no less prophecy and it was unaffected by the destruction of the temple. This idea is found very, very succinctly in a Medrash found in Pirkei of Elezer, chapter 47, where uh, the Medrash, it, it's preserving a, 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 a part of a longer Medrash, which we know exists and, and has been sort of uh, put together from scraps of information and more or less exists today, but as one single Medrash in one place has been lost, a Medrash which describes the Bechot of Shmon as historically developing over Jewish history. Each bracha was said for the first time at a certain given time. And Pirkei has only one of those. It's talking about explaining the parsha in Shemot, where Moshe Rabbeinu asks God, he asks God for some sort of revelation in Parshat Kitisa. And God says to him what he says, gives him the Yud Gimomidot. God answers, the Medrash says, Ra'u Elyonim, Shemasar Kadosh Baruchu, Shema Mufurash to Moshe. That what God gave Moshe Rabbeinu was the Shema Mufurash, Hashem Hashem Kerachum Machanun. When God gave to Moshe Rabbeinu the knowledge of the ineffable name, of the ultimate name of God, the angels, the Elyonim, the elevated ones, all said, Baruch Ata Hashem, Chonein Hadat. Wisdom is the knowledge of God, knowledge of the ineffable name of God, knowledge of the essence of God. That is what wisdom means. And that's why, that's the first time the Bacha was said by the angels, and then we took it on later ourselves, Baruch HaTashem, Chonein, Chonein Hadat. This is what I want to explain about the nature of the first Bacha. You can explain 
I think certain things that are interesting about the bracha on the basis of this point. Uh, a question which many commentators ask, how come this bracha is formulated in reverse? What's mean in reverse? The standard bracha, the next 12 brachot of Shemonesrei, run as follows. We say, please give me A, for you are the God who gives A, Baruch Atah Hashem, who gives A. In other words, there's request, praise, conclusion. Our bracha has reverse order. Not request because of praise, therefore conclusion, but praise, therefore request, and then conclusion. The order of the request and the praise have been reversed. Now, it could be that it's merely stylistic. Since it's the first one, so it was nice to open up with atachonen on that, like opening the whole section, so you open it with a, with a language of phrase. It could be. Stylistically, I, I, I hear it. You should remember, of course, that Shwanesre has begun with three brachot of phrase. Stylistically, we begin at avot, and not over here. So I want to suggest something else. In any other thing that we ask of God, As I pointed out, the thing exists. God creates certain things. He creates rain. He creates rocks. He creates power. He creates uh, uh, healing. And then we ask God to give it to us. If God wants to give it to me, then I can get it. There's no question. I don't need to demonstrate, to prove or to convince myself but I'm capable of receiving it. If God gives me rain, I will get rain. I will be wet. That is different. If God gives me that, the question still remains. I know the question remains because people all the time ask this question. The question remains, can I get it? Since wisdom is divine wisdom, people will claim for not bad reasons, for reasons of modesty, for reasons of metaphysical uh, uh, perplexity. Is it possible for a human being to grasp the wisdom of God? And therefore, we cannot directly approach the question and say, God, give me wisdom. You have to first create the possibility of receiving wisdom before you can ask God for wisdom. You don't need to create the possibility of receiving uh, uh, welfare or healing before asking for it. But you need, at least on the psychological level, to convince yourself, I think more, you need to actually create the conditions which will allow me to ask God to give me wisdom. And that condition is, that you, in fact, do it. It's not, give it to me because you can give it to me, it's, You've created man in such a way that he's capable, he's a Tzalem Elohim. He's more than a natural object. And therefore, that's why I want to ask you to share the divine essence with me. And therefore, before we even began, it was necessary to, to establish the fact that it can be done. And therefore, the Shevach in this case is not merely the reason why I turn to God to ask for it. In this case, it's also the reason why I even ask. I don't need justification to ask God to heal me. 
Why do I turn to God? Because He is the ultimate doctor. So I say, God, please heal me, for you are the healer. But in this case, I need justification not merely to explain why I turn to God. I need justification to explain why I'm even asking. Where do I get the chutzpah to ask that God should share His wisdom with me? So before I can even open my mouth, even say I want to ask something, I need to explain why I can do that. And the answer is because The Bach asked, asked the question we just asked now, why is the order reversed? And he, he, he connects it to an interesting comment. Uh, the tour, the Bach is on the tour, the tour had quoted the Gemara Megillat of Yudzayin that asked the question, bina achal kedusha? Gemara there was discussing the question of the order of Bachot, which I said I'm not going to talk about too much. The order of Bachot. And the Gemara asks, why is Bina, Bekatadat, immediately after Kedusha? The Bach says, I don't understand the question. Bina doesn't come after Kedusha. What, what, what takes place here is you have three Bachot of Shabbat, and then you have the Bachot of request. Why do requests come after Shabbat? The Gemara adds that a different place. That's the normal order. First praise, then ask, then thank. The question why is Bina the first Bacha is a question why is Bina before Tshuva? Is why is Bina the first of the next 13, not why Bina is the fourth after the third. Bina doesn't come after Tushah, it's the first of the set of requests, and therefore it turned out that it was right after Tushah. The Bach answers that, that, that that's his question. So how does he even ask why does Kedusha come after why does Bina come after Kedusha? It doesn't come after Kedusha. Requests come after Kedusha, and this is the first of the requests. The Bach says no. The Gemara's question was really referring to what we just asked ten, five minutes ago. The Gemara is asking why when you began your requests with Bina with that, with the request for intelligence, why did you open up immediately say, Atachonein Ladam Dat, which reflects the opening of Birkat Tusha, Atak Kadosh, Shemcha Kadosh. was asking, why do both Bachot begin with the word Atah? In other words, he sensed that the opening of Abba is a deliberate connection, a deliberate reflection, an echo of Birkat Tusha. Atak Kadosh, Shemcha Kadosh, Atachonein Ladam Dat. And that is why, as the Bach says, that's why this Bacha begins with a Shevach and not with a request, and not with Choneinu, in order to create this parallelism, to give this Bacha a similar shape, at least in the beginning, to a Bekat Shevach, Bekat Atakadosh. And he explains, the reason is, to tell us that, since you are holy, and your name is holy. Therefore, this automatically means that Atachonein Ladam Dat. The Zenim Shach Mizeh. For one follows from the other. Since you are holy and your name is holy, therefore you share, you grant man understanding. Therefore, I'm going to ask understanding from you. That's all the Bach says. The understanding, the explanation of the Bach, I think, is 
clearly what I explained. He says, the sharing of understanding by God with man follows from Atakadosh Vishimcha Kadosh. What did I explain last week, two weeks ago, and three weeks ago? Atakadosh Vishimcha Kadosh means that the holiness of God in this world is in man. It's man's creation. It's man's doing. When we reflect the perfection of God by perfecting ourselves, then perfection in the imperfect world exists. When we reflect the transcendence of God by transcending ourselves, then the transcendence of God exists imminently in the world itself. So the Bach concludes. So the Tefillah concludes. So Chazal concluded according to the Bach that. And therefore, divine wisdom is found in man. Because God is found in man. Since you're Kadosh, since you're imminently transcendent, since you're imminently sacred, since your sacredness and holiness is found in the world, what does it mean in the world? In people who are the holy congregation which praises you daily, then uh, the wisdom of man is, in fact, a reflection of the wisdom of God. The Gemara in Megillah answered the question, why does Kedusha, why does Bina follow Kedusha? By quoting a Pasuk. It says, And the next Pasuk is, And they shall sanctify the Holy of Jacob and the God of Israel. They will magnify, followed by the Pasuk, and those who have, those who are lost of spirit, will know intelligence. I think we should notice the pasuk doesn't merely connect bina tikdusha, vehikdishu et kedosh Yisrael. It's hakdasha when they say kedusha, when they sanctify, not. That if there's holiness, there is knowledge. If there's sanctification, which is the point I made last week, if people sanctify God's name, that automatically means that there'll be bina. Not transcendence, but transcending. Not perfection, but perfecting. Not sanctity, but sanctification. That is direct result of v'yedu bina, that is, and direct result is a tachonein, la adam, la adam dat. Undoubtedly, some of you expected me to talk about the difference between de'ah, bina, and askel, the difference between chokhmah, bina, vadat. There are many nuschot for the bracha. And the Ramam's nuschot, for instance, is chonenu me'itcha de'ah, bina, chokhmah, vaskel. Or four. And there were other nuschaot, uh, at least a phrase, in the Sifri and Bekat Kohanim, V'yichoneka, it says, Bedat, Chokhma, Haskel, Musar, Ubina. Five things. Pirkei Avot, Peregimu, Mishnah, Yud Zayin, gives a definition, this between Chokhma and Bina, suggests you look at it. I'm not sure that in this particular bracha, it's meant to be all that clear, there should be a difference like that. Uh, in any event, the Chatimah, the bracha is, Chonein, Hadat. And therefore, I chose not to attempt to define exactly what the difference is between Bina, Chokhmah, Vadat. 
the word dat is more important than the word chokhmah bina, because the word dat has in biblical Hebrew the explication of not merely being intellectual understanding, but being what I define now, sharing in essence. Intellectual dat is sharing the essence of God, but of course it also means closeness between two individuals. The most famous usage of the word dat to mean that is vayeda. The union of two human beings is called is called that. That kind of that, that which means clinging, cleaving to each other, is indicated in Abraha by the word me'itacha, from you. That's the kind of that which is me'ito, from him, from God. And that's the kind of that that we ask for in this, in this bracha. If that is the presence of God within us, then we have a problem. A severe problem. That problem is sin. Because if man sins, then how can God be present within him? Sin rejects God. It expels God. God can't be found in the presence of sin. And therefore the next bracha will be Berkat and that will be next week. Kol Tov.